Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at a story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And joining us again this week for a very special second episode of Near Automata is Josh. Hey, hey. And Michael. Hello. Astute listeners will remember that about a year ago to the day, maybe, I don't know when this is coming out, we recorded uh, Route A of Near Automata, and now we have just played through Route B of Near Automata, and we're ready to give our thoughts about it after uh, quite a bit of deliberation and thought and work and making sure that we've got it good. Are you guys uh, you guys excited about Route B of Near Automata? Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, let's try I feel like you were amping up a crowd for like an applause or something. <laughs> you gotta work like, with me here. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what do we're I do? Doing... Do I start applauding? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, all right. No, I think this is all good. This is, yeah, this this is I'm good. No, no, we're in it. We're yeah. fucking in it. We're not. I'm not redoing the intro. I'll just no. I'm not even editing around it. This is it. We're in it now. Okay, I'm good excited for you. Do you actually good. know when you were when the last episode was released? The last episode, I think, it came was... out in November of 2018. Okay. So uh, recorded May of 2018, though. So we're, you know, no matter what date you go by, we're pretty far uh, pretty far past the mark there. It's, it's just good. a long game. It's a very long game. It took us a year to get through part two. Um, mm-hmm. but it's because of all the deliberation and thoughts. The deliberation Definitely took me a thought. year. Not just one binge session of playing the game. For like a full <laughs> day. One year, not literally one full day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but here we are. So, um, you know, format of this one's going to be slightly different than the format of the previous one because of the structure of the game. We're not going to talk through every single thing that happened again because most of it was the same stuff that happened previously. So we're just going to kind of hammer in on some. You know, major differences between the two, talk about some specific scenes, and go from there. But before we do any of that, I wanted to kind of get a gauge on how you guys felt about Route B and, and you know, whether you liked it, whether it worked for you, whether it didn't. Because um, I think this one is kind of, from what I have heard on podcasts and read online, this is sort of a divisive moment in the game where it either starts working for people or people get sort of bored of it. So where where do you all fall on that? Sure, I'll take I'll take the helm here. First off, I want to say something that Alex didn't say is uh, this is in the middle of a story, obviously. So, like, if you want to get on this story, you should go back, listen to the first episode, because the things we're going to be talking about will not make sense. Or you should just yep. go play the game yourself. Uh, you I should do that one. It's very. I good. recommend playing the game yourself, obviously. But also, I want you to listen to this podcast. So... Maybe don't. So go download the first episode and then play the game and then come back and listen to this one and you're yeah, good to go. Something like that. Uh, so my thoughts overall on Route B. Here it is, an essay. <coughs> <laughs> it was the 1st of May when I downloaded, redownloaded <laughs> to begin playing it again. And there this was... Is a bad, bad start to an essay. Dictionary.com defines <laughs> Route B as, <laughs> as bad, because it's starts with a B. No, it's not bad. So um, I really, I was thinking about it for so long, because unlike some people in this in this call, uh, on this podcast, I did not launch the game immediately after and begin the story again <laughs> to see what would happen after. To say I don't something? know who that would be. I don't know who that is, but it's not what I did. You want to say it so, to my face? 
I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. Uh, but <laughs> what I did is, you know, after this year-long wait, I relaunched it, and you kind of open up as a tiny robot, and that's what I was excited to play. I was I was really looking forward to being a uh, tiny little robot boy or man. And uh, actually, this one is where you're playing as 9S instead of 2B, which was good. However, I think... <laughs> Can we talk the about the very beginning real quick, when you are a robot there? Yeah. I played through that. Yeah. That part is so slow, and I played through that part like three times because I dropped the bucket. <laughs> yeah, were you guys dropping the bucket? I also dropped oh, yeah. the bucket because you jump uh, yeah. like a jump because yeah, you got the speed bucket. boost from that, and then uh, you just dropped the bucket, and it's really sad. And then did you walk over the pipe? Because you walk over the pipe yeah. oh, too, yeah. you drop you it too. Pipe, you jump. Like, you, you gotta be it's kidding very, me. It's very <laughs> intentional design because it'd be really difficult to be that robot, and that's what I was really looking forward to. Uh, but anyways, so you're playing as uh, 9S in this one, and overall, I was kind of bored with a lot of the like major story stuff just having to do this over and over again i think the hacking parts like you can hack enemies and pretty much just demolish them with one one thing is like really fun in the beginning because you do this little mini game but i think it gets old kind of fast so i i like all the side quests and stuff that's introduced in this one it's just like a lot of it kind of turned me away until it got really interesting because they had you know different story sections in this one so like i think overall i was kind of unimpressed with the things that i had to do in this but i really liked all the differences of like story and world building and stuff like that i just wish the gameplay was a little bit different i'm gonna pass the torch i'm gonna pass the torch i got more to say but i'll take take that torch torch give me that torch here you go it's hot. Damn it. That's, hold on. What? Torches don't make that much of a noise when passed. Have you <laughs> well, ever held like, a torch? It's like, in the future. That's a very fair point. I've never held a torch before. This <laughs> is a future near automata torch. It, uh, it has a sound chip in it. Right, <laughs> fair enough. Michael, your thoughts? Eh. Um, I didn't find replaying through everything to be uh, quite as tedious. I actually really liked how um, you get this, you know, you get a second kind of uh, expanding view on everything, right? You get, um, it fleshes out all these backstories and makes you think about things a little differently. Um, I actually just did not like the hacking at all, though, because you cannot. Really? Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't target who you're trying to hit. And um, Yes, you can. What? <laughs> sort of, kind of, but it's not easy to target the right person. Yeah, it, it's not. Uh, was there, like, very... a lock-on function? Was there, like, a yes. scroll? What? Yeah, you can lock on, like, with your pod, and then that'll just auto target yeah you have unless you're, you're playing on like yeah. very hard mode which like doesn't allow you to lock on well clearly i did because i'm not <laughs> i'm not a <laughs> casual you didn't gamer. have the right the right uh chip installed but whatever yeah okay that might have been it so anyway i hated that part because you know an id10 uh t uh user interface problem but uh yeah, uh, I liked how it expanded on everything. Um, you get a lot of different vignettes. You get a lot of different, um, just uh, a lot of different ways of seeing everything. And I didn't mind it as much playing through it again. Also, because it's been a year since I played, admittedly. Uh, yeah. So it kind of still felt all yeah, fresh yeah, and yeah, 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 remembering yeah, everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt about all Where did of you that. actually start? Because you said you played through some of it like a year ago. Yeah, so I started, I think... Probably right after that factory mission, uh, where you just start, and then, yeah, I started right in the city ruins. 
I would have oh, fucking loved okay. it if you were like, yeah, I started right after you kill the aliens. I didn't play much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Quick two and a half hours to see what everything was like, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you played through way more. But oh, no, no, I actually no. had to play through that factory part twice because I did die and it was very sad. <laughs> you just did not, like, not do well at the start. I did not do game. well at the, very, at the start. And, and, you know, when you die in that part where you're in the... Uh, uh, what do they call those flight like suits? Flight suit thing, yeah. Flight, yeah. When you die there, you do actually go back to being the the robot again in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, you yeah. gotta be kidding! Me. I was so far. Yeah, so far. checkpointing. Just like my not feelings good. on yeah. the first game, the checkpointing is not great. It, it's a game from 2017. Get checkpoints right. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, but how how did you feel about it, Josh? Overall, uh, how did I feel? Honestly, I really liked it. Um, and it might be because. It, it it's literally just because I played through it the first time and I knew what was going on. When I first got into the game, it definitely felt confusing. I definitely felt lost. I was like, I don't understand the fighting style. Somewhere I heard when you dash and you do like your charge attack, you do more damage. So I just did that over and over again. At this point, second playthrough, I started changing things up a lot, mixing, matching with like my pod abilities and my weapons. I actually mm. didn't just use the main sword the whole time. I picked up the uh, the Phoenix sword and that thing was actually pretty cool it's one of those heavy swords that you just like do a ton of damage with one hit i don't know yeah. if you guys did anything with that oh no i used uh i used the uh boxing mitts i thought those were very you used fun the boxing mitts oh yeah what the heck jeez yeah no they're really cool you hold down the x button and they just like come out and do a flurry of hits on the guy right in front of you it's really fun i used the spear yeah. that was a lot of fun. The, spear? the spear was good oh, okay. the spear was very good yeah but that was definitely one of the things that like refresh this whole playthrough for me and then knowing exactly where to go and like how to get there quickly to get to like the juicy bits of the story definitely was cool so i enjoyed the whole thing overall Um, yeah but also i I did kind of mainline the story a little bit so maybe that's why for no particular reason no time crunch no particular reason you're just so invested (laughs) you're just so invested you couldn't stop yeah um yeah i i think i i fall Pretty close to where uh, Michael and Josh landed. I I really enjoyed Route B. I think this was the the run where it kind of came together for me when I was playing through it initially. I think for a lot of the same reasons, it's when I started kind of messing around with the chips a little bit more and getting a little more invested in the gameplay. I really liked the hacking, which I guess we should say when you hack an enemy, it like takes you into a little bullet hell type mini game um, where you have to you know kill certain objects and just dodge a bunch of stuff the entire Total time. Total different um, style for the main. Yeah. Game. Oh yeah. Completely different. I enjoyed that quite a bit um and i think just the the context that you get for what's happening in the story really drove me forward and i enjoyed it a ton and it also been you know not quite like this i think i started route b very shortly after finishing route a but i was like two-thirds of the way done with route a and then took a break for like six months and then came back and finished it so it was still kind of the beginning half where things are more similar was still pretty new to me as well so I think it worked pretty well, but I'm glad to hear that nobody was, like, completely turned off by it. Nobody was in the camp of, like, uh, this is really boring and samey and I don't want to do this again, because I know that's kind of a, a relatively prevalent view of people. Even people who like this game, a lot of them kind of fell off around Route B and were like, okay, well, I played nine hours and there was two hours of things that were really different, so that's not, you know. Some people had issues I'm, with that. But. I'm kind of in that camp, but I, I don't think you can do it any other way, and that's why I'm, like, okay with it. I just, like there are just some points where like I wasn't as invested or interested in those individual things. Cause I, I was just kind of like, I've done this before gameplay wise. And I don't, I didn't get as invested in the chips because 
you can just hold Y and you oh sorry you can just hold the hack button and like the fights are over and it's like why not just do it like that because I don't know it just seemed really simple um and I felt like yeah. I was kind of rushing through it and the first route when I did combat and stuff like that I felt like I was part of the fight where this one just felt like I was playing a series of hacking mini games and that's my fault because I could have done like melee co- or you know like actual combat but the hacking was just so effective and quick that i you know. now definitely <laughs> towards the end of it i was like i'm not doing a lot of damage and hacking does like a huge chunk of health so i'm just gonna start hacking everything that's, yeah, that's kind of how i went to yeah yeah, yeah. especially I think there's when it came a to good bosses. sweet spot yeah i mean oh, bosses yeah, you pretty sure. much had to yeah i mean some of the boss design was literally built around hacking but I think there's a sweet spot with, like, hacking bigger enemies and still fighting smaller enemies to still get that feeling of being in combat and just, like, mixing it up. And I think that is maybe the way that it was intended to be played, but then they just made hacking really strong and there's no downside to continually using it. So that's a lot of people just end up doing that, Um, which is kind of a shame because I did feel that same way where it's like, okay, some of these fights, which were, like, really, really fun as 2B kind of just felt trivial as 9s and that that is kind of a bummer yeah i just wish it was just like a little bit faster because it did it did feel like it disrupted the uh the fighting gameplay right like there was you know a little bit of a wind up and a little bit of cool down when you were getting in and out of the hacking space and i think if they shaved off maybe like half a second on either side i think that could have made things a lot more fluid and that was probably my biggest gripe with it is just how it disrupted uh the fighting parts yeah, yeah I, I would say it did. I would say it is very quick, too. I mean, there was a point when I was at the end of the game where I was thinking, like, wow, this is actually so fast. Like, it, it's fine. It's not bugging me. But also, I was thinking, like, wow, like, they need more They need more hacking minigames here because I just yeah. do the same thing every single yeah, time. I go around to the true. left, I shoot this thing, I go up, and I shoot that. Okay, now it's now it's dead. Okay. Yeah, they give the arcade to you, yeah. and they're like, hey, you can replay hacking minigames. I'm like, I can just... <laughs> I can just I'm go to any enemy and replay it. You know yeah, I played through everyone. Uh, so, I want to know what it was like to be to be the good boy, to be nine S, <laughs> and not to be to be. How did oh you guys feel God. not to not be to be? I called that pun, by the way. I called that a year ago. That's true. That's true. That is true. I, I there's I recorded lost my evidence. Mind. I lost my mind when I saw it in the credits, and I went, Michael's going to have a fit. And I, <laughs> I called Alex right afterwards, and I'm like, Alex, you don't understand, nice I called it. I'll say that. Uh, but, but playing as the, the scanner unit, were you guys excited when, you know, the, the, you stopped playing as the tiny baby robot, and you got to play as 9S? I mean. What was that reveal I, like for you? You know what I mean? What was that like? I, I, I don't want to speak here, because I had read enough that I knew that was going to happen, so the reveal meant nothing to me. I was just kind of prepping myself for it the whole time. Or, but I will say throughout the entirety of the game, I yeah. I kind of liked it um, because I, I think it it changed the way that I felt about interactions I was having in the world and interactions I should be having in the world because 2B is such a different character from 9S. Um, I, it just felt, after spending nine hours with this character and kind of seeing his perception, it felt... I don't know, not true to the character to go around just slaughtering all of these machines and to do stuff that felt natural as 2B, but felt like 9S maybe wouldn't make that decision. I don't know if that like came across for you guys at all, but hmm. I definitely was more disinclined to fight when I was 9S and was much more looking for ways to run away and avoid combat. 
Oh, uh, I did not get that at all. I was still just murdering everything. <laughs> <laughs> I I ran a lot because it made the game faster. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. kind of what I was running. But also, yeah. I kind of see what you're saying. I specifically feel that with the side quests of like there's a lot of side quests that you take and then you hear 2B say, "So we're just like gophers now or something like that or mm-hmm. yeah. no i actually think that's 9s's comment that we're just working gophers but like i think he's just a lot more of a helpful person and kind of just like wants to be there for the people you know so yeah. i kind of felt that come through but well i mean f- f- as for the reveal um i i would say i, w- I was uh surprised but only mildly because you know you, you get into his body i'm like oh this makes sense it's going to be the exact same kind of like character model and gameplay type and this is just a next logical step so i wasn't super surprised but i was excited um, yeah to kind of see everything from his perspective um but as for just like character development man he is one sassy bitch like <laughs> he just becomes the sassiest bitch the whole time he's just like fine whatever oh this commander is such a slave driver like just turned into like a 16 year old girl at her quinceanera like <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> Oh lord. Yeah, Jeff. I mean I liked uh I liked Nine S a lot. Um I, I wasn't surprised either. I think I was just spoiled on that to be honest. Um yeah, that's fair. I immediately immediately picked up Nine S and then walked off into nowhere and I got that ending that's like Nine S went off, he was so curious about robots and he was never seen from again. <laughs> yeah. So I was like So I was like, All right, I'm back in this. We back in it, we playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I definitely enjoyed playing him. I did find myself at some points being like, I miss playing as 2B because I do like the combat so much. I'm but just almost every. Stuff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just kicking everything, destroying it super easily, doing tons of damage. But I will say that, like, any point where you're hacking into something and it's a main story point where, like, text is coming on the screen or you're going through a server or something like that, I enjoyed that a lot. Like I definitely loved getting those like main story beats as 9s because you didn't you had no idea what was happening in the playthrough with 9s and I was always wondering in the first playthrough when you're playing as 2b you had no idea what was going on with 9s and I was always wondering what he was doing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so, so I was like, "Where's my, that boy? I'm out here dying." Here's my kind of <laughs> like weird thing with 9s that I think about. It's like so specifically um, later we're going to talk about the um, the opera fight scene, right? Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot about this this boss fight, and I'm assuming that 9s learns this information along with us, but he does not share that information, or it yeah. doesn't seem to affect his decisions at all, and it makes me kind of like. Makes me feel like in the beginning, uh, it, it gives you more character development on him of someone who's kind of like saying, no, the machines are the enemies. But he like learns a lot of things along the way and we get to kind of learn what he learned along the way. But also that he's kind of like he just kind of ignored a lot of those things in the beginning, which is a really kind of interesting character thing. I don't know if that came across for anyone else, but... No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he's still trying to learn all about all this stuff, and he's still on Android, you know? So he's still not going to just be, like, immediately, like, oh, I hate... Or not not hate, that I love all these robots now because they have feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. He's still going to be fighting them. But I did find that very jarring initially. I was like, you, you learned this back when we were fighting the robot chick in the first <laughs> playthrough? You didn't say anything? <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's probably a good jumping off point. I think the, 
you know, for people who haven't played, the two major differences outside of, like, being 9S and hacking that you get in terms of story things are you get kind of these interstitial scenes between, you know, running from place to place, um, and these kind of take more or less three different forms. You'll get scenes of Adam and Eve sitting at opposite ends of a very long table, um, and then they'll talk to each other. Usually that one just has something to do with Eve wanting to go out and play and have fun, and Adam wanting to be very... Um, diligent in his imitating humanity um, you get the two battle pods that you have for 9s and 2b speaking to each other and talking about exchanging information um, and then you get these really interestingly animated and i thought really interestingly written like story time vignettes more or less where you get kind of like a grainy filter and 9s is doing voiceover and it's just kind of really hard to decipher scenes of like hey this looks like a pop-up play with machines and then it's trying to tell you something about either what happened in the story or giving you like overall um ideas into maybe like the mindset of different characters that you run into um and those were i don't know about you guys those were by far my favorite of the interstitial scenes um yeah even if at the time i was like i have no fucking idea what they just said i don't have any idea how that relates to anything but it's really cool. Yeah, that's what made this run for me, for sure. I mean, I want to call it my favorite. I thought they looked cool. <laughs> I, I <laughs> mean, they didn't, really get, they didn't add a whole lot to for me. I was like, okay, these are cool. I could kind of pick out, maybe not the first few, but by the end I was like, okay, this is what, it's just kind of retelling, or re-showing anyway, a scene that just happened with some... It's definitely something you know, that I think, if if you're interested in it, you should like go, now that you kind of know everything that you know at this point i went back into the archives in the menu and i rewatched some of them like the first few ones i didn't really understand and i liked them a lot more even though i still don't fully understand them i appreciated them a lot more after like getting a little bit more of it because the first two you get you don't even like you know it's been a year at least for me i'm like who who are these people i I had no idea (laughs) what are robots machines aliens oh i forgot about the aliens that's cool (laughs) you know uh, there's a lot of stuff that i i I forgot about though yeah Yeah. i I like these a lot too uh this the story time vignettes i think adam and eve speaking at the table adam and eve i i don't really like their characters that much i think they're really one track one note very much of just being like but I am a machine and I wish to be human. And it it's just kind of a trope that after the first one, it was kind of interesting, but now I'm, I'm kind of done with it. Uh, so those are fine. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on at the battle pods. I have no idea what that's about. They're just uh, sort of hanging out, you know? Oh, I know. Are they going to date? Are they gonna, they're getting the closer. Next, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. One's a male, the, one's a female voice, and then, you know, it's like the most rudimentary, like, oh, yeah, we should do this more often. Like, you come Heck here yeah, a lot. man. 25 minutes in and we're shipping battle pods. This is a good fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the next route is a battle pod dating sim, this will be a <laughs> oh my God. This will be, That's my prediction. That's my prediction. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! I want that to be uh, true so badly. So yeah, I, I agree. Story time than yet. I will say, in terms of the Adam and Eve at the table scenes, I I didn't like them when I was initially playing through because I really wanted them to be one of the other things, which I thought maybe added more more context and was more interesting. I do like them though, in terms of very short scenes that kind of 
reinforced one I I think maybe the major theme or one of the major themes of the game, which is like the idea of how different entities deal with emotions that they weren't prepared to have. Um, and just the variance in ways that people deal with those emotions. And I think Adam and Eve are really interesting, um, I don't know, examples of that with their attempts to imitate humanity without fully understanding what it means. Uh, so I think in that context, it adds a lot. I watched, you know, I watched all these scenes yesterday for like an hour, just sat through. It was like every new scene in this run. Okay, cool. Just to remind myself, because it's been so long since I played it. Um, and I, I think on second watch, those add a little bit more, but I, I will agree when I initially watched them, I was like, eh, I don't I don't really know what these add or if they're good for anything. But Do you think there was any real emotion in this playthrough at all? You, okay, hold on. Well, Explain. Okay, this do you mean me. like, do you, there's a, was I emotional at any point, or do you think anyone is displaying real emotion in the characters? In the characters, because to me, it definitely seems like everybody is imitating the past in some way, imitating okay, so humanity. We were all just walking along, surveying a nice spot to dig a trench, and Colby just fucking pulled out a shovel and was like, nope, right here, right, <laughs> right. now, we're going <laughs> down, we're going in. Emotions. No, I like their this. emotions. No, I, like I, 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 I do, I like it a lot. I just think it's like one of the major questions, which is why I'm, you know, joking around. Um, I don't know, what, what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, the, the way you nice. were talking about that, yeah, I don't know, the way you were talking about that, I was like, yeah, they're just doing things that humans did or doing things that humans wrote about. Like I don't, I don't really feel like they have any actual motivation, and I just feel like they're imitating humanity. Well, there has to know. be some sort of because they're machines. They're you know the 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 idea is that they're machines. There has to be some sort of directive. So their directive is you know to imitate humanity, and if they're imitating humanity and emotions, they you know it's probably not based in you know true emotion, but that's kind of like what is emotion you know yeah and that's uh, like kind a kind of conversation and that gets messy yeah. and i think i think it's going to be something that when we hit up the next couple routes we're going to learn a lot about i think um but specifically the androids i think it's more like for them it's more like they feel these they just it's like contraband like 9s always gets slapped on the hand for like you know feeling things essentially um but it's yeah. clear that he can and, and everything like that but the machines are much more um trying to imitate but i think by the end of this game i think we're going to learn something about the machines that it's like nah nah those are souls in there or something you know they've been like, human the like whole that. time <laughs> exactly something like that that i think i think it'll be kind of a gotcha moment but i think they'll they'll do it in such a way that will be a little bit more um pleasing yeah so you and think I, the yeah. emotion that you are seeing the machines display at this point is faux emotion essentially like it's just them imitating it it's not actually anything i mean when i really think about it that's that's the conclusion i come to is that i don't yeah. see any real emotion it's all just so, them trying I, to do something basically going off of that i i think we should jump into the next thing that is kind of the main difference differences which are these like context specifically re relating to the scenes you are in as opposed to these sort of vignettes um and there's i think three of these that are different throughout the game where it's like hey this is a boss fight or an area and you're getting a bunch of different scenes that kind of give you a lot of context describe what's going on 
Um, and I think the first of these, which is maybe the most directly related to the question Colby was just asking, is um, relating to the the opera boss. And I think it would it would we'd be doing ourselves a disservice to continue this conversation without talking about the scene in particular. Yeah. So does somebody want to kind of take this one and walk us through it? Yeah. And we can so add to the conversation. So to summarize just briefly what the opera boss uh, scene was like in the second playthrough. Um, so you're fighting the opera boss, she starts singing, and you know you have to kind of beat her up and then start hacking her. But when you hack her and do the damage, you start getting these short clips. And it kind of opens up with uh, just like a regular robot uh, with a female's voice who, um, who's like, oh, yes, I fell in love with this gentleman robot. And then you see this bigger robot in a metal top hat um, silhouette. And as you kind of go throughout the fight, she's saying, well... Uh, he wouldn't look my way, so I had to try and attract his attention. So I started killing other robots and adorning myself with them. I even went as far as to eat my fellow robots because I heard a rumor that it might make me more beautiful to him. But no matter what I did, he still wouldn't look my way. Um, and it just kind of goes on deep down to this rabbit hole where it's like, he wouldn't look my way, he wouldn't look my way, no matter what I did. And eventually I became this horrible monster who didn't I didn't even recognize anymore and yeah that's kind of what we all learned this is basically that this is all text too right yeah yes. what, is it text oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's all yeah. text and it's like super powerful yeah 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 it was wonderful I really love the poem-esque format of those of those scenes because it's just a pure like black screen and then just the white text in this absolute silence it's it's an effective scene Especially with the background of the song that is playing in that scene and how like overpowering it, that song is, it, it works so incredibly well. It's probably my favorite song in the game, I think. It's Which one there. is it? Like, is it the... Uh... Opera, it's the the one that opens with two very loud robot screams. You know, cut that one out. No, we're leaving. I really remember. Can you loop that eight times, and that's the opening to all of our podcasts from now. Leave it in. Yeah, it's a very good song. But this scene, um, I think this is important to have this scene as context if we wanted to continue the conversation of whether or not there's real emotion, because this is. Uh, I, the scene is literally about a, you know, this opera singing robot having, like, feeling this emotion of, you know, love and affection, even though I think she even says at the beginning that she doesn't know what love is, but she knows that she has it for this person. Um, um, yeah. And then, and this is, again, kind of relating to that theme I was talking about with Adam and Eve, just her complete inability to cope with that emotion and just not knowing, like, okay, well, like, what am I doing with this? Like, how do I process this? How do I process love? How do I process rejection? How do I process hate? And then just like taking very strict ideas that they were given like, oh, well, you know, I should adorn myself with jewels because beauty is what leads to love and jewels are beautiful. And like, okay, well, I heard that like, you know, I can become more beautiful by doing this. And then, you know, eventually getting to the point where it's like, I heard, and I I love the way it's phrased because it's something to the effect of like, I heard 
a rumor that eating robots would make one more beautiful. And like, obviously that's not true. There's no way that would make sense, but I did it anyway. anyway. And I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. Um, And I think that is maybe like, this is maybe one of the bigger scenes where I would point to that. I think these, these machines are showing emotion. They're just showing emotion in a way that they weren't, like design they weren't given the tools to kind of like work through everything right the mm. the society they've built is performative but the emotions they're feeling are real and because the society is performative and they didn't like develop it naturally based around these emotions it like has a very direct impact on their way to handle it yeah it to me this whole thing kind of spoke that it was um that all these robots are kind of uh in the beginning phases of like forming and developing consciousness and ways to handle this motion because her whole thing is um like childlike and rudimentary right um it's just oh i feel this thing uh what do i do Uh, i've never experienced this before um and i'll just take whatever information i can to but you couldn't kind of develop myself but you can't like you couldn't see it the other way too of like having this directive in your head of being like because in the, the story vignettes, they talk a lot about, like, giving the different robots different things. So, like, you know, these got love, this got, you know, anger and stuff like that. And and having them attempting to perform these emotional acts, like, you know, trying to be beautiful, trying to be beautiful, trying to be beautiful. It's like, it's almost to a point of insanity. And I think that is... Like, what would happen if you gave a um, an artificial intelligence such a task like that? And it's like, it's just going to try and research anything it can figure out to try and make itself beautiful to succeed in its, like, overall, like, directive of making someone in love with them. And, like, it just, to me, it seems more like a, what would happen if you gave something that does not um that does not feel like that a a emotional directive instead of uh you know instead of something that actually has those those emotions yeah because it's 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 approaching an emotional directive with a logical one instead yeah Um, and those two often do not overlap in the best ways (laughs) no no (laughs) no well let me Um, ask you guys this uh do you guys feel like, based off of the first storyline here, um, do you feel like certain characters have real emotion, whereas other ones don't? Uh, I feel, because thinking about the main, the opera singer, I definitely get the feeling like that's real emotion. Like what you were talking about, Alex, like how she wants to be beautiful and she's doing all these crazy things. To me, that feels like real emotion, whereas other times in the story, I just didn't get that feeling. Like, I don't know. I feel like if they're machines, they all kind of have to be the same as far as that that goes. I don't think like just the opera singer has emotions and then the rest of the like machines do not. I feel like that would be a really strange story choice. Well, it could be like a mimic thing. Well, I, so I, I would I would maybe push back on that and say that I, I don't think I think maybe part of the story, if you accept the idea that like, hey, maybe these machines aren't the way that we're initially viewing them, maybe they do have individual like emotions or feelings or, you know, individual ideas. Like they wouldn't all be the same inherently. So like 
the idea that they some could and some couldn't, I think, goes kind of hand in hand with the premise of whether or not you think some of them are feeling actual emotion. Um, and, and to leap back to the thing you were saying previously about like emotional directives as compared to actual emotion, I think that is maybe one of the one of the central ideas around this game is like, okay, well, what is the difference? Like, mm-hmm. what makes the emotions we are feeling more valid than the emotions these machines are being told to feel if, you know, you buy the idea that these are not real emotions of these machines. Like, where where do you draw the line? Um, I, think it, I think it's drawn because they're linked to a central network that is telling them to do things or be things or try then, things. So then what would you say in regards to Pascal's village who disconnected themselves from the networks? Mm. Mm. Nothing. That's the shit I like to hear. <laughs> Nothing at all. No, I, I, I mean, I, I think about that and it's like, I think once you're disconnected from the network, you're kind of like, and you're free. It's strange. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot to fucking take in. There's a lot to fucking toss around in the old noggin space. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> now where are you at? I think it's almost like an awakening. Like, there are certain robots who definitely have feelings and definitely go overboard whether it be evil or whether it be joining pascal's village and there are other ones who quite possibly could be not feeling things still part of the system and just or maybe wanting to change (laughs) or maybe okay 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 okay. let's let's move on because i think everything else still helps give context to this this question which again colby just decided should be the opener even though it's the deepest question in the game (laughs) moving on to the next um at least in my mind the next major scene that's different um when you go to the forest kingdom you're treated with i think three different individual three or four different individual scenes um which all kind of give a little bit of context to um, what's going on and the differences in that area and josh do you want to kind of walk us through those yeah sure so i will say just to take a quick step back a little bit there is a whole pascal village part that kind of happens in between here a little bit and i do think that's interesting but i mean it's really just kind of like a a, a bridge to the forest king yeah i mean um, i don't it's, it's been a while since i played i don't remember everything so if i'm missing something important feel free to stop me and move on there's only one part that i really liked in pascal's village and uh, it's one of the small side quests. Well, actually, there's two small side quests. Do you guys remember the um, first off? Remember the one where you have to save the uh, the kid robot from the room? Yeah, that. Keeps I love himself that one. in. Keeps locking himself in his room. And, and then by the time it's over, the kid's just like, "I'm gonna be a lock or what does he say? What's a recluse. the word? A shut in. A, recl- a shut in. Yeah. <laughs> shut in neat. Let's just call it that. <laughs> yeah, shut in neat. <laughs> I'm gonna be the best shut in ever. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I feel that. But the, what I really love about that robot is me. <laughs> what I really love about that too is that his mom, his mo- mother unit, is proud of like him just having a goal in life because yeah. he just wants to be the best shot ever. And then it starts playing emotional music, and Nine S is like, "Don't you want your kid to like go out?" And she's like, "No, he has a goal now. I'm so proud of him." I, love I was it. feeling it. I, I, love, I love it too. I was feeling Honestly, it so good. Yeah. My mom would probably feel the same way if I gave her any indication of what I was doing with my life. So it, it, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about that was in Pascal's village is uh, actually just to the right of that area. There's a, a conversation going on between two robots uh, where one is offering the other a uh, big yeah. coin that's not worth a lot and mm. other one and a small coin that's not worth very much. 
And the the robot who's getting offered the coin is acting stupid and saying like, yeah, yeah, give me the bad one, blah, blah, blah. I'll take it. That's the one I want. It looks better. And uh, everybody else is like, well, what's going on with this robot? This robot obviously has problems. Why would he take the coin that's worth less? Um, and then you actually end up hacking that robot. And, and that's probably the most um complex hacking grid that you see right i mean yeah. there's just yeah. there's like it's a a three by three uh full of blocks and everything like that and it's actually one of the harder ones to beat and then you do beat it and the robot ends up ends up telling you like oh yeah i'm super smart because by going in there you're like you have such a complex brain what's going on dude and he's like oh yeah i am super smart but if you act dumb people will give you more and they'll also show you their real self more and I do yeah. think that's like a super cool point. Just to call it out, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the side quests in this run were very good at giving um, just weight to a lot of the characters in the world. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like that That hit me pretty good. I was like, dang. I was just like, dang, this game is good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is it because you can relate? I can relate. I'm an idiot. I was like, am I an idiot? But also, aren't, I don't know. I'm always, when people hand me a change, I'm always saying, no, I'll take the nickel, not the dime. Am I, <laughs> exactly. am I genius? Am I a genius? <laughs> this game is validating me. 97% of people won't get this one question right. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a, some, some of the smaller stuff that happened there. And then you go on to the Forest King. Um, or Forest Kingdom. Uh, so you go into the forest, you're looking for... Uh, a group of robots in there that has actually decided to, you know, band together and become a kingdom, um, mm. but they don't like outsiders. Is I think thing. the yeah the important thing about that uh, that very first scene that you get is like how they decided to become a kingdom and how it was like the literally only scenes. one robot's choice. Yeah, so I mean the game is mostly the same as the first playthrough, but running mm. through you get flashbacks of how the kingdom came to be basically. First one being, basically, the robots are just standing around, and one of them's just like, I think we should be a kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's basically what it is. The robot's yeah. just like, hey, you know, why don't we be a kingdom and be a family? And all the other ro- robots are just like... Throw off the chains of oppression. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> like, literally, they don't have any opinion. They're just like, that sounds good. They don't, do yeah, it. they don't know what a kingdom is. They're like, yeah. what's, a, what's a kingdom? Like, it's also, like a big house, and we all live together in it like a family. Also, this did happen over 300 years ago. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which I thought <laughs> was very interesting. I do mm. love the timestamps they give you. It's like the first one is like 300 years ago. Uh, you run through a little bit. I will say before you get to the next uh, timestamp, there is also another little scene that I like to point out. Um, you go back and you find kind of a little secret area and you come across like a, like a makeshift stable. And I don't know if you guys did this. You guys yeah, did this? Oh, yeah, I, I did, did this mm. one. Yeah. And I just thought it was super cool because like, a robot comes running up and you see all these animals and he's like, don't hurt my animals. Don't hurt my animals. And it's like, why would a robot even care about animals? You know, so you end up hacking him and beating him. And he says, well, robots just took a, or the animals just took a liking to me. And now I protect them in the forest. Is that what you did? I punched a moose and then he stopped. Oh, really? <laughs> <I> punched a- <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? I punched a moose and he's like, don't hurt my animals. I'll yeah. do anything. Oh. Just don't hurt I, my animals. I That's cool. Them. Jesus. And then he was like, don't hurt my animals. Yeah, I did the same thing as you. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. 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 I-, I just thought it was another super Fucking cool scene monster. where you get a little emotion, a little flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my most Canadian I- moment, just punching a moose. Those are the things oh, that made God. the second playthrough really good for me, which is why I got to point them out. So, yeah. so continuing 
on the forest kingdom scene you didn't get the the scene with the you know establishing the kingdom do you want to do you want to go over the stuff that like the other flashbacks or you won't uh, yeah, I think the other two flashbacks are also very important. Yeah. yeah, so next flashback you see what happens. It's like it's like a hundred years in the past now. So like two hundred years have gone by and the king is dead, basically. And all the robots are saying, Oh, his glorious uh Majesty. M- majesty, that's the word I'm looking for. His <laughs> glorious majesty. <laughs> He's dead. He was such a gracious and kind king. What are we all gonna do now? And they ended up act- they end up taking the king's consciousness. And putting it into the body of a baby robot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to grow this king into a, the best king that there could be. There's like, we just got to wait and wait for this robot to grow, you know? And we know <laughs> that robots don't grow. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Father Servo. He grows. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Father Servo too. gets big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, real quick, real quick poll. Does Father Servo fuck? Okay, I'm going to put the poll on Twitter. Uh, once this episode drops, does Father Servo fuck? Okay. Yeah. Answer is yes, always, 100%. Anyone who votes no with a cop, go Five-minute jackhammer. Anyway, Five let's... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, 100 years pass. The, the robot's still, you know, the king is still in the robot. And now we're, we get up to the king or the castle. We go through the castle. We get one more flashback four hours ago, right? So very recent, just happened. Um, robots are all standing around the baby, and they're like, why hasn't the baby grown at all? <laughs> Keep in mind, like, a hundred years have passed, and they're like, <laughs> just now thinking, why Why hasn't the baby grown at all? <laughs> yeah, so the, they're like, what's going on? And then a robot comes in, intruders. Uh, you come running up, and... There's a red spy in the base. Another android <laughs> comes in. What's your name? Uh, A2 is the one. A2. And this was the scene from, from the first one when yeah. you run in trying to find the king and then realize it's a baby and A2 drops from the ceiling and, and kills, kills the baby. Yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about all these flashbacks in general? Um, I mean, I feel like they're definitely really cool, but I don't know if I got a whole lot from them. When I first did it, I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not really for me. It's not really a thing that I thought was very cool. And then I thought about it longer and I thought about like the comedy of the situation and also like just kind of the um like a little bit of the commentary that it gives i'm mostly for the co- uh, for the comedy of it cuz yeah. i'm a dumb dumb baby and i don't know, like, know <laughs> politics <laughs> alex loves that one you know when you tell the truth about yourself alex thinks it's really funny he loves it <laughs> he loves oh when my i call God. myself stupid um, oh man i live for this podcast when duncan just digs himself into the dirt it's great it- yeah, so I I just love the uh the last flashback, especially when they're you know they all come to the realization that it's like the baby isn't growing, and there's like this perfect perfectly timed silence, and then one of them goes, "Still really cute though." Yeah, so cute. They're all admiring the cutie. baby. And he's like. Still really cute though. What a cute little king baby. Uh, but also the the I think what what I also really love is the idea of thinking about these robots and having to be in this forest for hundreds of thousands of years or hundreds of years, not thousands. Like thinking that they're protecting the king and you know they are their purpose is to protect this thing and it's literally it's just a small metal flash drive with the. Uh, with the old king's memories <laughs> in it, and and you might be think like if they transferred the consciousness down of the old king into that baby, like 
do you think that that king is still conscious in that body, but that new, you know, mechanical body, like, can't speak or, like, you know, emote in any way, shape, or yeah, form? Like, why won't so, these like, fuckers yeah. just upgrade me already? Exactly. Put it in a different robot, gee. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the, the purpose of, of these, of all the Forest Kingdom robots is to protect a, like, essentially just a flash drive with the memories of, of the old king and, like, the, I don't know, that's not really irony, but, like, the, just that situational uh, situation is just, like, think, funny and sad to me and really interesting. Think about the hell that king was in for, like, a hundred years. Just sitting <laughs> yeah. there like, I can't talk, God, these idiots I can't just, move, <laughs> I can't do anything. I mean, if that's my metal diapers. <laughs> I will say this is a scene that I, I felt the same way when I played through it initially. It was like, haha, that's funny. Like, it's definitely the funniest scene, um so far it has a lot of good comedic timing um you know even when the king dies they're like the king's dead uh well we're we're too stupid to know what to do now yeah that's um, right they even <laughs> say that exactly too. that um so i think that was really good but i think the more i sat with this the more i kind of appreciated the like the underlying tragedy of it and that like this this you know king machine realized because you know he starts by saying how it's like the area they're in is is humid and hot and no machine should have to be like you know delegated to this area and forced to stay here it's not like a good place for him and then like decides like you know what no fuck it like this is ours now this is our kingdom we live here and everyone like you know doesn't really know what's going on but rallies behind him and then you know, this this king dies, and they didn't have a contingency plan for what to do, and so they, you know, throw this, you know, throw his consciousness in this baby, and all just decide like, well, maybe he'll grow up and be able to save us again. I don't know. We'll defend him, and then just the idea of like how fanatically these robots give into the sense of purpose that they found. You know, they were given a familial structure, and then when they lost that, they are, you know, every single one of them to a T has decided, well, okay, we'll just we'll just defend this king as much as we can. Like, we have to come up with a way to, like, keep what we have. And and I think that's... There's something really powerful about how much they give themselves over to it and the tragedy and how much they'll never get what they want again because they are incapable of coming up with this idea of, like, okay, well, how do we progress forward? They were, like, gifted this family structure, essentially. And then when that was ripped away wanted it but didn't know how to get it back and i think thinking about that days later i was like fuck man that sucks that's yeah. miserable damn yeah. i hate that but they don't and, know it and that's like yeah, yeah but ah, that's good i mean they just needed a couple more hundred years just a few they, more they hundred years and like, that robot would have learned to like, talk i mean you're talking about that like honestly like if the androids didn't come in maybe they would have figured it out Maybe, but they didn't. Probably I mean, in a hundred years, all they did was put the baby in the throne room and say, "We have to defend this baby." Yeah, we but they but they were making baby. changes every couple hundred years. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, the androids came in and kind of messed everything up. Yeah. They did. They but fucked it up real good. It, it does go into. Uh, I think this highlights another bigger theme that uh, I noticed throughout this playthrough, which is, you know, uh, what purpose uh, and like having a sense of purpose. And if you don't, well, then it's like, oh, well, we might as well just shut down. Every single one of these robot groups is looking for purpose. And it goes on um, Mm. later in the game when uh, you're talking to the commander and it's like, well, no, we had to come up with this so that the androids would have a purpose, keep the war going just so that the androids would keep going. Um, And yeah, these guys are just, well, if we don't have the king, we have nothing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, like, I don't know if you ever found the robots that all are kind of like on the, in the really, really high places and then yeah. they won't respond to you. And then you, ha- and Nias is like, huh, won't talk to me, huh? That'll hack into your fucking mind. And then you go <laughs> into their mind and they're just like, life is nothing. Life is. Why didn't I hack into no it? I sat there hitting B forever, hoping for a response. I should have hacked, I should have hacked into it. Why yeah. didn't I do it? That's so a good if question. You, if you do all of them, one of them eventually is just like without purpose. There essentially is just like without purpose. There's no reason to be, and then he just jumps off a really, really high place, and both Jesus. characters are shocked because they just jump off the ledge and explode. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. some, about some more of the really good side quests after. So uh, eventually, the other new thing you get is when uh, you do the defending the missile mission, and then you end up uh, defeating the giant whale with the uh, uh, self-guided missile from 9S, and you explode, and then you wake up in the uh, Yorha servers. You have to do what is my new favorite near automata term, self-hack. <laughs> It's the dumbest shit. I love it. But anyway, self life hack, life self hack. <laughs> Here's life top hacks. ten life hacks. Life uh, hacks for your uh, androids. Do a self hack. Um, so <laughs> you do a self hack. You kind of regain your memories, and uh, you get a little bit of like. Uh, I I like the scene. Nine S is kind of like being like, okay, it's okay. You still have your memories, like. This happened. Mm. I remember to be. I remember all this stuff. And you're um, re-diagnosing your memories, and you kind of have this uh, uh, voice in your head. Uh, is I think it's the pod, but it's like telling you kind of what to do to re-diagnosis yourself uh, to to get yourself started again. And once you do that, you enter into you're trying to get yourself connected back to the Yorha server, and you end up getting inside of the Yorha server because there's some sort of blockage in there. Um, so as you're moving through the blockage, you um, kind of get curious and start to open up this like large uh, room. And it, to, also to be uh, so everyone knows this, this is not happening in person. This is happening like the hacking mini game uh, yeah. that you played to destroy enemies. So um, it's really inside aesthetically pleasing like this, like beige, like, giant computer looking kind of beige ish world it's I, I really like the way this the these scenes look but anyways uh so you find these documents about how uh like these supply these supplies that we thought we were sending to the moon were like full of supplies for the humans that are on the moon but actually we are just kind of sending empty boxes back and forth or like um uh dossiers on different yorha androids and uh, a couple of different documents that you figure out and you kind of eventually can draw the conclusion um, a little bit more about uh, the human status. And then you keep moving through and you're having some sort of issue um, with your self, kind of almost like a corruption thing. Um and you're getting these messages similar to the opera scene of these text blocks that are coming up about kind of how you want to feel the hate and 9s is kind of like going back and forth and the person speaking is kind of unclear uh of like who is speaking to him but it could it's probably adam slash or yeah adam it's kind of like adam and it fits in with this theme of like hate 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 yeah it comes out and says it's adam oh does it yeah it says it's adam 
Oh, I don't well, remember fuck me. That, but no, <laughs> so, I, it says, I, I hear something. Oh, it's Adam, basically. Oh, okay, so so yeah. it is Adam, and and um, he's talking to you about kind of feeling these different uh, these 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 hateful emotions, and Nine S is being defiant and be like, no, I don't, I'm not like that. That's not who I am. And uh, then, um, in, he pretty much just flat out says, "You want to fuck to be, don't you?" <laughs> And the music drops, like it just goes completely silent. And oof, that was a that was a uh, something I did not expect to see. It really caught me <laughs> off guard. And uh, then after that, you get like another one or two hate things, and then you snap out of it uh, a little bit, come back up, and then the commander wants to see you. And the commander's like, "Hey, you uh, are obvious. We're obviously in our servers, and I know what you saw." Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you, uh, humans have been extinct for a really long time. And Boom, mind kinda, blow. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just a bit. Uh, so we're just kind of in the humanity, uh, the humanity bureau, which was, you know, there to uh, get humans what they needed to do to come back to Earth. Uh, was founded second instead of the Yorha, which was, uh, you know, founded apparently to make those things happen, to be soldiers to fight the machines. Really, we are just giving androids purpose to continue living uh, and a goal in mind, uh, but really we're working towards nothing, essentially. Uh, So then she says, like, that's your choice what you do with that information and lets you go to go help to be. And that is kind of the, um, that's kind of that whole reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Credit where credit's due, I believe, in the last podcast episode, um, Michael also called humans being extinct. Oh. So. Did you actually? Oh, yeah. Wow. He did. I said the humans were never there. Nice call. On the moon. Nice. High five. Thanks. But I also called aliens being fake, so. So, uh, one for two. One yeah. for two. Well, do we really know the aliens were real? We saw we their bodies. We see corpses. <laughs> We saw corpses in the first one. <laughs> we saw corpses again. Adam and Eve made the corpses. Damn, I'm Duncan's sorry, going I'm, deep. I'm From living apologies. aliens. <laughs> yeah, straight out of their chest, just like Eve did. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this scene was a whole thing. It was a snack. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly like so casual how they were just like, oh, yeah? Uh, humans don't exist, and we have nothing to fight for, but we need a reason to, so there you go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, uh, okay, thanks for telling me. I question the commander's, like, motivations for just letting this happen. Like, you know, you could probably, like, erase his memories or something like that, or... Or, you know, blow him up. Yeah. yeah. Delete him. Just delete him. <laughs> but I do feel like the commander is on your side. Initially, I felt like the commander was just kind of like, evil evil or, or or something like that but then at some point she does say like don't you die me to be a 9s and i'm like well maybe maybe she's good but to find on your side because like what is really like 9s's uh motivations in this like what does he really want that she would be on his side about i guess you're right they really have no motivations they're just you know, i mean their motivations with... now gone i mean 9s's yeah. motivation after that point is just to save to be like yeah. that's mm-hmm. really all that matters at this point which I guess she yeah. is still on that side because you know she gets him the stuff to save two B, but she just yeah. doesn't want to be the only one that knows anymore. 
Haven't you all yeah. had a secret before and someone guesses it and you're like, oh, okay. I guess this is a shared burden. Yeah, basically. I don't know. I, I Alex I, Weiss Maple story. Ah, uh, shit. Ah, oh, oh, damn, damn, damn it. Damn it. Oh, damn it. Damn it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't hide that from anyone. I would shout that from the fucking mountains. Don't question me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like this whole scene. I like the way it played out. I liked the way that the information was presented to you and the kind of like, I don't know, they... This portrayal of, like, Adam arguing with 9S in a way that he's sort of, like, worming inside his head and, like, 9S is just, like, struggling against it and then, like, very specifically calling out the one thing that he knows 9S is like, yeah, you're you're thinking about fucking her right now, aren't you? And it's like, oh, shit, okay, well, I guess we're in it now, fam. Um, we don't know what that says for sure, by the way. Yeah, I mean. It's it could say like, anything else. I suppose so. <laughs> But it is four no, letters. Just you know what? <laughs> I want you to think about what four letters could be there. You want to fight two B, don't you? It could mean like nope. That's it can mean five. kill. Oops. <laughs> it could mean kill. Kill. No. Mm, why would he want that though? I don't know. Why would he? We don't know what he wants. Hmm, let's continue this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying. I, it. It could. We do not know exactly what it means. Okay. And, uh, can we all be? Can we all correct. be clear about something here? 9S is horny, right? <laughs> I think everyone in this game is horny, man. I think the people playing this game is horny. The people who made I haven't the game seen his junk. Horny. The people that made the game are definitely horny. I think Yoko Taro specifically said the design of 2B was largely because he liked looking at pretty ladies in skirts. Um, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. gross. But I mean, fine. there's there's literally an achievement for upskirting someone. <laughs> yeah, I also, do not, not my favorite part of the game. Oh, I forgot about that. Ooh, yeah. time to check Alex's Steam history. I mean, I mean, I didn't know about that. <laughs> Alex has achieved this achievement 800 times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that um, that's that whole scene. If anyone else has anything to say about it, go ahead. If not, I think we can just kind of burn through uh, the slight changes in the rest and then talk about some side quests and overarching ideas. Not I'm really. Good. It's a good, it's just good. Yeah, it is a very well put together scene. Um, but yeah, following that, the mo- majority of the rest of the game is the same, just from 9S's perspective. You know, you hack into some robots during the whole Become His God section, um, which you knew happened because as 2B, you run into a robot that is 9S. Um, and then you just kind of assist her through all of that. And then back at the bunker, you grab a flight suit when all the robots are descending and attacking everything. And you just sort of, you know, crash your flight suit in and then have the same boss fight with Eve that you had previously in the game. Um, so the rest of it is, is more or less the same. Uh, and then you get like a 45 second stinger after the credits. It's like, Hey, here's what to expect on the next bit of this game. Um, which I really liked. I don't know for whatever reason. It's just like, here's a trailer for what's to come. And I was like, this is weird, but I'm fucking into it. I don't know why, but I really like that part. Oh no, I really oh, liked it, it too. It got me hype. It got yeah. me hype for sure. I was like, man, I was like, I thought second playthrough was gonna pop off. I can't wait for the third playthrough. Oh yeah, like as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go play it. Damn. And then in a year we'll record. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> and we'll. I can't <laughs> wait another year, guys. I can't. You have to. It's the cycle. Wait another nope. year. Nope. Um, I'm not doing yeah. another cycle. I I actually do feel a little bit bad about that because. When I played through this game, I finished Route B, called my brother, talked to him about it for 30 minutes, and sat down and started the next run. And I was like, there's no way I could have waited a day to do this. And it's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that one, guys. <laughs> uh, I, thought the, I thought the preview was, like, 
exciting, but I don't know. I don't feel I didn't feel as strongly as you did about it. I guess. Yeah, I I don't for some reason I, you don't really see trailers for games in a game. in the middle of the game for what's coming up in the game. <laughs> oh, like, no. And it was like such a, a weird s- meta thing. I loved it. I guess that's cool because it's like it's like a sequel to the game, but it's already out. You know what I mean? And you already <laughs> <Yeah>. have it. <laughs> I guess that is pretty cool. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah that's pretty dope. I mean, I'm just excited to learn about a lot of the things that we still don't know about. We don't know anything about A2. We don't know anything about, yeah, you know, like the other androids. That honestly, that's it. Oh, anything about the holograms at the A2. end. Like, yeah, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, and also the hologram was in the alien place too. I swear, I saw it. Yeah, what? She's head. Uh, I'm pretty sure place. you're correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's also neat. in the in the um, space base somewhere, like near the flight suits. Also neat. I missed both of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's only there for like a couple frames, and you're like, "What the fuck?" That, that's literally what it was. I was like, "Did I just see that?" And I thought about like running over to Alex and be like, "Yo, did I just see that?" <laughs> this is turning into fear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it looks like. Little girl in a red dress. Oh, that would be a fucking weird turn for this game to take. This became a horror first-person shooter in the next couple of bits. Um, MMO, MMO, come on. There were new side quests in this game um, for this run. There were some that were run specific. I think there were maybe some that just changed ever so slightly. Uh, do you guys have any that you really want to highlight? Please enlighten me. I did not have a whole lot of time to get through side quests. Weird. I wonder if anything could have been done to prevent that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. Not really nothing. Uh, uh, okay, Duncan and Michael, anything you want to highlight? Well, I mean, we could talk about Father Servo. I mean, I mean, he fucks. I thought we already covered that. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I mean, hundred years of jackhammer. <laughs> Weird. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't I'll, think I'll, I did the father servo stuff to be honest. I so, only you did see the guy in the bit. suit. He's a uh, he's, he's a robot. robot on top. He's yeah. a robot on top of one of the roofs. Yeah. He he's got oh. this like he's got this kind of gameplay loop where you fight him and then he goes very good. You must pay me for my services. But you're like we killed we kicked your ass and he's just kind of like yeah but I. I'm training you, and then every time you come back, uh, he's he's upgraded himself a little bit more. Yeah. I only got to black belt. I never finished it. I finished okay, yeah. it. I did the um, same thing. I only got there to black is one quick thing like I want to say about it. Because you give yeah. him the stuff, and then you can talk to him right after, and he's like, no, don't you see? Upgrading and repairing your body takes time. And then I would jump off the building, look around, <laughs> and then he's just like suddenly tripled in size <laughs> as I landed. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. That's yeah. very good. Um, I do have one. So there was another ending that I got in this. Um, oh, ooh. and Tell me. yeah, uh, it's a really short one. It's really stupid. Yeah. Um, it's one with Jackass, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, uh, androids don't really eat a whole lot of food, but uh, I just want to test the effects of it on androids." And she gives you a mackerel, and you eat it. Well, you have the choice to eat it. Uh, and then if you do eat it, you're like, "Oh, you taste it." And then immediately, like, your innards start to congeal, and you start to shut down. Tasted pretty good, though. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm you just run it. through the credits, and you get ending K, I think. I did get that. I was wondering about that. <laughs> next yeah. ending. Next next ending. You're at this large dinner table, and they're like, I know androids don't eat, but I've served you all a mackerel fish. <laughs> 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 and then Dynast kills all androids. Damn. Damn. Also, wow. you know how you serve food and you say, like, what it is and then the type of animal that it is right afterwards? That's yes. my favorite way to serve food. <laughs> yeah, I've too. served you this hamburger cow. 
yeah. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of side quests I liked in this one. It's honestly what really made me say, nope, this is this is still good. Like, I still enjoyed playing this through the second time because otherwise it was just like two hours of extra content for like seven extra hours of things I've already done. Not really seven, that's exaggerating. But anyways, so yeah. Um, I really like the one, I didn't like actually playing it, but I like the result of it. Of the um, the kid who runs off from from his mom, and you have to like find him in the city, and he's being attacked by machines that are in the on the network, and you have to uh, guide him back home. But after you guide him back home, he like it, it like talks a lot more towards the family units of these machines and like how. Mm they make their family structure and it's so strange just like hearing the uh robots talk about themselves as like the mother and the son and saying like my brother always gets the attention and stuff like that but how much of that is actually constructed versus you know uh, like they're not actually like birthed from that mother like it's so strange to me but they talk about like how it's difficult to connect with your child when you're not all connected on the network and it's like i think there's some comment like the comment from the androids there of like what that must feel like I, to be honest i'm kind of slaughtering this one now that i think now that i'm talking about yeah it dude more. you're killing it this is great <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> I'm, I'm disconnecting what are we I'm talking disconnecting. about <laughs> i don't know i don't know anymore man i i just really liked it and i thought i knew what i was talking about and now i know that that, yeah. that pretty much jives with my recollection of it. I just think I think that one's available as 2B, and that's when I did it. But yeah. uh, I think so, too. Okay. Yeah. Whoops. It's a, that I liked about it, um, and it reminded me of an episode of Scrubs where um, Dr. Cox's rival finds out that his son is autistic. Um, and it, it just, that's kind of what I got out of it. It's like having uh, a, a child with some kind of uh, like mental disability and having to try to connect with them and working so hard at it, and, you know, every now and then you get this glimpse of connection, and then, um, I don't know, that's kind of what I got out of it, and I thought it was, like, strangely beautiful in that sense. I do realize it is more literal, and that they are not, like, connected <laughs> on a network. Yes. Um, but that's just... I mean, it, it's literal, but it's very much literal, you know, for you, but with the subtext of metaphorical. Like, it, I think you're intended to get that sort of a an idea out of it. And I, I like that. I think a lot of the... Um, the vast majority of the side quests deal in like either the theme of a family or the theme of purpose, um, which is not surprising. Those are two of the main through lines in the entire game. I think there's one side quest available. I think only as 9S, where you're like running through the desert, like the desert ruins, um, and like picking up random pieces of salvage that used to be like, you know, humans had this here in the city, and you're just talking to, like, operator, I forget what her name is, the operator that always talks to 9S, um, and just sort of like, oh yeah, this is, you know, this item that humans used, and this is how they used them in a family, and, like, everything you pick up is kind of related to, like, how humans used to live in, in family structures, and, like, as you're getting that information, like, the operator is, like, really happy, and then slowly, like, starts questioning, like, oh, it must be nice to have had a family, and, like, oh, oh that's what it was like to have a family, and slowly gets more and more, like, dejected until after you find the last one she just sort of ends the call and that's like the end of the mission you don't get any resolution from how she feels she's just like she says like i said too much yeah yeah. like very clearly oh this is something i really want but i'm not supposed to want it 
Um, and I think those ideas mixed with the ideas of like the different family structures, you know, how the entire Forest Kingdom thing is framed as if they were one big family, how like the interconnections between the robots, you know, like like Duncan was saying, like, uh, yes, they didn't, you know, the mother unit didn't birth the child. That's not how machines work. But like it is still very much them wanting this family structure. And I think that being prevalent in so many of the side quests really kind of hammers home that idea more than if you just like glanced by them or didn't play the correct ones or anything like that you know i delete my i delete my my last one that i commented on y'all play a meals one a meals one no meals i didn't think so oh with the flowers okay you e-m-i-l not a space that's what the flowers are for i mean see him afterwards emil yeah emil wants to see all the flowers and it brings him back memories his memories back. Damn, did you, did you is very interesting. Okay, so I'll give you. Do you want me to get the skinny on it? I'll get the skinny. I, on it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. So enough he, of that. he he he. So you see all these different flowers, and Emil comes racing in. Emil is the pron- right way to pronounce it, right? Emil, Emil. Em, I don't Emil. know. Exactly. Yeah, okay. He's like one so of the basic robots. He's uh, the, the weird face, like the secret shopkeeper. Oh, yeah, the one okay. you find in the shopping mall. Oh yeah, I was wondering what happened to that dude. I, I've been thinking about that forever. Yeah, yeah. So um, you find all these different flowers, and you're jogging uh, his memory, and eventually he's kind of like, I remember protecting humans, and I remember being a weapon, or I remember there being a lot of me, kind of thing. Um, and then eventually he find you once you find the last one, he's like, Oh, I, I think I've got it all now, and he's like, I want you to come uh, to a special place and you can access it with the elevator and the shopping mall. So you go to the shopping mall, you take the elevator all the way down and it is a garden of like all of these lunar, I think they're called lunar tears is the, um, yeah, as the, the flower name. Uh, so it's just a garden full of the lunar tears. It's a really gorgeous scene. Like it's lit really beautifully. And he, Emil kind of has this like weird shack. And then he gives you a, um, you get like a story time book, like, like you got before. And, but it's Emil explaining how, um, when the aliens attacked, he was made as a weapon, but, he wanted to, I believe it was he wanted to make himself more effective so he just made copies of himself uh but all of those copies of himself uh kind of like split himself so the the original like Emil is no longer alive but he is a copy that doesn't remember everything that the original Emil's and like the other generations of Emil's really remember so that's kind of the skinny on him Man, and it's what a he's side like, quest. He's the last one. Emil is fucking cool, y'all. Yeah, he's really cool. I should have done that. I'm yeah. so sad I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. I, I think it's... I, I hope that it comes into play sometime in the later storylines. I'm not sure if it will, but I will say that I called from the beginning that he would be a major part in the storyline, and I really don't want to be wrong on that one, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Uh, there is one called Amnesia, which I think I told Duncan to play, that I really liked specifically for a musical cue, um, which is about, like, you find an android who is looking to figure out, like, what happened with their friend who's dead, because they don't know, like, who killed them, um, and you run around for a while trying to put together clues and eventually find, like, you know, I think you find, like, bits of cloth or a cape or something that the android that's looking for that information, you know, 
is wearing. And so you confront him and are like, hey, you know, it, it looks like you killed them. You know, that seems to be what's going on. And the android's like, no, that's not possible. And you, you know, hack them and reveal some of their memories and, you know, get like a picture of the, you know, android killing their friend. Um, and as you do that, like you leave that hacking scene and give that information to them. And they kind of like, for lack of a better word, mentally just sort of break. And, you know, the, there's a song that I'm pretty sure the song is specifically used for this scene and nowhere else in the game, which is a fucking shame because it's an amazingly creepy song. Um, but the android just sort of like loses its mind saying like, I, I did it. I, I did it. I killed my friend. And then reveals that it, it considers itself a... Uh, e unit, I think, is what it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, for execution. For execution, which is basically just killing androids to get out of line. But yeah. it had to kill its friend and couldn't cope with that, so it erased its memory of killing its friend and forgot that it was an executioner unit. Whoa. And then like loses its mind and <gasps> like I I kill my friends. That's what I do. I kill my friends. <laughs> yeah. It's some and real it's, for for you otakus out there. It's some real yaddery shit. Wow. Can we cut that? We're just gonna cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but that it's a very, very creepy and unsettling scene, and the way that the like reveal is timed with the music is timed with the creepy dialogue is really, really, really good. And I it's, like that one a lot. I might good. have to look that up on YouTube. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Um we're running yeah. low on time here, so I think we are running honestly, low on time. Honestly, to part the kimono here, I'm looking at these questions and it's mostly the things that we've already talked about. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think yeah. we, we touched on most of these questions. Does anyone have anything they want to expand on before we move on to predictions? My guess is probably no, and we'll talk about I think most of these questions for the next episode. Yay. So we are good. See so, you in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, let's get in some predictions. Who thinks what is going to happen? Okay, I got. I some... think humans are alive. Let's just do the double switcheroo. Humans oh! are alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Actually, one hundred. I think the ending will be some sort of like bringing humans back in some way, shape, or form. Sorry. Okay. I dominated got... you there. No, no, no. I think it's good that we both have the same prediction. Now it's us two versus Alex and Michael. You two come up with one right now. I've played the game. I won't yeah. predict. Okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. I, I mean, if you want, I'll give you a very good prediction. Of what <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, I got I got two predictions. Uh, okay, let's hear them. Next playthrough, there might be some like bullshit, like another little robot or something. But I think we're gonna play as A two next, or okay, and or we're gonna go back in time to when like the humans were extinct and find out that like. 2B was part of like a peacekeeping squad and she had to fight like the other androids who were losing their morale because all the all the all the humans died. And those are my two predictions. You, Interesting predictions. You play yes. as a meal and you roll around. That's it. It's <laughs> just you have a timer that, that says roll around for four hours. Yep, yep, yep. Duncan, yep, yep, have you yep, played yep. this before? That sounds so right. <laughs> <laughs> I just booted it right back up. Just like an absolutely awful, terrible person would. <laughs> Anyways, okay. uh, so I am curious where, like, just from each of you, real quick, what do you think we open on? What do you think? Like, where does this start? What do we open on? I'm thinking this is not a reset. I'm thinking this is a sequel format. Like, we're opening on post, like, 9S2B, uh, you know, overhauling the network kind of thing. Okay, see, okay. I think we're going to pre. 
Yeah, I, th pre, I think it's going to be a prequel. Okay. okay. I tend to Josh? have to agree with that. Uh, probably playing as 2B again, at least initially talking to the commander. All right. Yep. Well, there we go. We got our predictions. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how you feel about the next section. Uh, and we will we'll record that, like we said, sometime mid-2020, and no. that will be good to go. I mean, you can play it before <laughs> then. You just got to sit sit on it for a no. while, you know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, all right. Duncan, you want to hit us with those plugs that you always are so good at? <laughs> Why am I always bullied on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at the plugs. It's just so you know, easy to push them. around. Yeah, it must be my tiny... Petite frame. Uh, yep. so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Twitter. Twitter handle is thoughts from PE1. Um, uh, Facebook, you just search for us. We're there. We're there for you. Our mm -hmm. email address is thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. If you want to tell Alex, Michael, and Josh that I'm being bullied, you can send it there. Or if you have any questions about Nier that we can answer in 2020. <laughs> or, you know, about any other games you want us to play, you can hit us up there. Um, and how's that Instagram coming? The Instagram is currently, let me check the progress, still forthcoming. Nice. So I'm working on it right now. I nice. want to make sure I get all the looks right. I want to make sure I get the Instagram color scheme yeah. correct. It's got to buy some foundation. Um, I got to buy some foundation. I gotta, I'm got i thinking about adding a garage to our Instagram. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> I don't want to open it until I know it's good for public consumption, but I would expect it sometime before the next episode drops. But cool. if that doesn't happen, don't be disappointed. Um, Michael and Josh, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm very excited to, to always sit down and talk with you guys about this. I'm excited to talk about the next one. Hey man, always oh, pleasure. I love talking with you guys, too. It's so nice. This is very good. That's Come very to my good. Twitch channel. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's right. Hey, yeah, promote your Twitch channel. Go for it. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Joko Games, J O K O Games. Michael, do you want to promote your Twitch shit. channel? Uh, yeah, can you? Uh, so it's actually twitch.whatever slash Joko Games. Uh, it's J O K O Games. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, if you don't want to watch them, you can check out my Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash Joko Games. That's J O K O Games. I like that one. If you want to check out my Twitch channel, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Ninja. I will uh, be playing Fortnite. <laughs> 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 all right everyone i'm ninja it's, i don't it's oh, a, and I don't i'm know. michael no. <laughs> no no that's not usually what we do i'm uh, can you can you <laughs> ouch ah right in the soul can you um can you guys do me a favor and just real quick just hand me those those peppers i need one each from you oh well here you go thank you uh, yeah here thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah here I'm, I'm making chili right now and i really need three spicy peppers uh yeah, I got one here. Uh, yeah, this one should be. It's a little old, but it should still be good. Did this come out of your ass? <laughs> I knew you, you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh, you you groaned when you grabbed well, it. I'm, okay, okay. I'm keeping the chilies warm for you. My the fucking bad for being yes. considerate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let me. Bloop, 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 bloop. Okay. I'm stirring the chili up. <laughs> Ooh, this chili pot is getting hot. That's our bad closer. That's our bad closer for this. We need a new one. We're locked in for a